let's get it all in perspective for all y'all enjoyment a song y'all can step with hello there welcome to p witty's world today is tuesday july 11th hope you guys are having a great day my amazing summer uh continues it's been a lot of fun got a few things i want to talk to you about today uh just in the world of college athletics some coaching craziness but probably the most exciting thing i want to talk to you about today is uh my trip to Asheville and then a quick trip over to Atlanta. Uh, but on the Asheville trip, encountered a bear. Wasn't really ready for that. It's a pretty funny story. And uh, hopefully you'll find some enjoyment out of that. Uh, again, thank you for listening. It is, uh, it's been amazing. The feedback I have received off of this, um, you know, some people ask me, why are you doing this? Well, one, I can, I enjoy it. It gives me uh, something to do with uh, free time that I have, which is few and far between, but it is July and I'm taking some time for myself. So uh, I got a chance to get this going. Hopefully when school gets back in 20 days, teachers report back in 20 days, which is just mind blowing to me, I'll be able to keep this going Uh, during basketball season, obviously going to be a little bit tougher, but it is what it is. I appreciate those of you that are listening. I don't know. I I know who a few of you are. Uh, Mom and dad, much appreciated. Uh, but we're averaging about 80 to hundred listeners just on Spotify every episode, which, um, that's, that's mind blowing to me. Look, I'm humble enough to understand that no one should really care about this, but, uh, it is, it is much appreciated. And, uh, I also fully understand that, uh, you probably don't care about my personal life whatsoever, but, uh, I will expound upon this bear story here shortly, but a couple of coaching uh, topics I would like to discuss. First of all, number one is the situation with Northwestern football. Pat Fitzgerald, winningest coach in Northwestern history, fired yesterday. Uh, So evidently they had been having a six-month investigation into hazing issues uh, within the Northwestern football program. The local school newspaper uh, students following up on this issue. And uh, they had a news dump Friday that they came out with all this stuff and Northwestern comes out and like, we're going to suspend you for two weeks. This is after a six month investigation. They decide to suspend Pat Fitzgerald for two weeks. Um, more stuff continues to come out and now he's been fired. And I assume he's been fired with cause. They're not going to have to pay his contract. Uh, but you know, the reality is, is, Northwestern wanted to keep Pat Fitzgerald. This is a worst case scenario for them. He's an alum. He has taken that football program to heights that we never thought possible. When I was in grade school, middle school, high school, Northwestern football was terrible. Gary Barnett comes in, has some success. Pat Fitzgerald comes in. He's an alum. It's a place he wants to be. Uh, And they have unprecedented success. Some 10 win seasons. Uh, They build an $800 million Uh, or they put together an $800 million upgrade for Ryan Field. They have one of the most beautiful uh, facilities right there on Lake Michigan. I was up there during spring break in March, visiting Loyola, Chicago with my daughter. Northwestern is about 10 minutes up the road from there. Drove right by that facility, Northwestern's campus. Obviously one of the best schools in the country. Unbelievable. Um, Last few years, not so great. But uh, he was making over $5 million a year. He had a 10-year deal that was supposed to go through 2030. And the university fires him yesterday. 
because of this hazing incident. And uh, it, it's not it's not a good situation at all for Northwestern. Uh, not sure where they're going to go from here. But the reality is they wanted to keep him. And you might say, well, if this hazing incident is as bad as some of the things published, why would they want to keep him? Because he's a very talented football coach. That's the reality. When you are talented at something, you can overcome a lot of things. Which leads me to the other college coach I wanted to briefly touch on today, Bob Huggins. Uh, Bob Huggins, Hall of Fame coach, one of the best college basketball coaches of all time, great success at Cincinnati, final four runs, West Virginia, his alma mater. Obviously, he has done really well, inducted in the Hall of Fame. Uh, But the last six months, not so great for him. He goes on a Cincinnati radio station to talk about the Cincinnati-Xavier rivalry, drops a slur regarding uh, the LGBTQ community, uh, talking about Xavier fans, not in very good taste. And the reality was he was going to survive that. He had his contract cut down to one year. He was going to be able to coach this year. And West Virginia you know, doesn't condone the incident, but they say, hey, we're going to stick with you. Why? Because Bob Huggins is a great basketball coach. Unfortunately for him, he gets a DUI a few weeks ago uh, while he was in Pittsburgh. And uh, the school decides to move on. They, you know, they, they put out a resignation letter saying he's out. Well, yesterday, Bob Huggins said, I didn't sign the resignation letter. Uh, he's in a rehab facility. Hope that goes well for him. Obviously, we all have things we have to deal with. Trust me, I know. But uh, he checked into this rehab facility, and then he issued a statement saying that uh, he's going to remain in this rehab facility until I'm cleared to return to my active coaching duties. Basically saying that the University of West Virginia should not have issued a statement, a resignation that he did not sign, and that he is still the basketball coach. A little bit of delusion here by Coach Huggins. Uh, Not a good look, but the university came out and said that they are not going to accept this, uh, you know, take back of the resignation. And uh, they're moving on. It's ridiculous. I think he's just trying to set himself up to possibly get paid or be able to file a lawsuit, which I honestly don't think either one is going to go his way. Uh, You can't come on the radio and say things that he said. I'm still surprised he was able to keep his job after that. And then you can't double down with the off the uh, off the court incident like a DUI that close. You know, if it's just one or the other, maybe he survives. Why would he survive incidents like that? Because he's great at his job. He's entertaining. He's a fantastic basketball coach. He cares for his players. There are a lot of positive things to say about Bob Huggins. Uh, but this trying to take back. The resignation statement is one of the more ridiculous things. And you know what? This will pass. He will not be remembered solely for this specific incident. But, uh, man, it is a bizarre, bizarre story. Now, on to the bear encounter. Uh, Went to Asheville for a few days. First of all, Asheville, unbelievable town. Only only about 94,000 people live there. I looked that up. I thought it was bigger. It's not. But... uh, the outdoor scene there did not get to do the Biltmore, did uh, did kayak by the Biltmore and was able to get a distant picture. Uh, we'll have to go back and check out the Biltmore. But the uh, the outdoor activities in Asheville are unbelievable, and I wanted to take full advantage of them. So went kayaking. Uh, and then the afternoon after we went kayaking, 
uh, on the French Gorge River, uh, I wanted to go hiking. So picked out a trail right off the uh, Blue Ridge Parkway. It's called Rattlesnake Lodge. You're essentially going to ascend up into the mountains, a couple of miles, supposed to get to this lodge where this has this incredible scenic overlook. And uh, it just sounded like a really good opportunity. A lot of fun. So we head up there. We're maybe 15 minutes into the hike of what was expected to take two hours. Uh, we look up and there's this couple kind of standing up on this ridge, flagging us down, saying something is on the trail. I was like, I thought, well, it's Rattlesnake Lodge. Maybe there's a snake. Not a big fan of snakes, but they could have handled the snake better than what we were about to see. So we keep walking, just kind of disregarding, and they flag us down again. And I finally am able to hear what uh, this guy is saying. He says, there is a bear just off the trail. <clears throat> I turn, I look to my left, and sure enough, there's a black bear. Maybe 15 yards posted up right next to this tree. I turn and look at it, and we made eye contact. So most of you might think, what is your first inclination here? My first inclination, and this is a legitimate true story, you can't make this up. That's why I wanted to come and talk about this today. My first inclination wasn't, what do we do? My first inclination was, get a picture. So my younger daughter, Jameson, busts out her phone. She's probably a little nervous. She thinks she is taking a picture. It's on video mode. She, she captures like a one-second video of this bear. The second thing I think is, we got to get out of here. Uh, I have heard multiple times on the radio, on TV, whatever. If, if you encounter a bear, this is what you do. None of it came to mind as I was facing this encounter. So after the picture's taken, I'm like, you guys got to go. Start heading down, heading, go, go down the trail. So they take off, go back down the hill. This couple is like, <laughs> can you make some noise so we can cross back over the ridge and get back to safety? I was like, sure. Because I was like, I figured maybe they've had more encounters with bears than I have. And I totally spaced out on what to do. So like, can you make some noise? So I just, I yell, woohoo, or something like that, which my kids continue to give me crap about. Every time I see them, they're like, just saying woohoo to my face now. But whatever. I make some noise. The, they've already started back down the hill. I turn. This couple comes, gets in front of me. Now they're going down the hill. And then the bear kind of starts following us down the ridge. I'm like, oh, my God. So then the next part of the thought process for me is, am I going to have to get eaten so my kids can live? And I know that is uh, a little dramatic. But, you know, if somebody in this situation is taking one for the team, it's obviously going to be me. I have never encountered a deadly animal, except I almost stepped on a rattlesnake once in Malibu when I was at Pepperdine. I was up on uh, the, the mountain looking out over the ocean, which I would frequently do when I lived on campus. And uh, it was starting to get dark and I started to walk back down the trail and I just stepped right over a rattlesnake. And I turned and looked and the rattlesnake had kind of perked up and started to rattle. And uh, I probably never run as fast as that in my life to get away. But uh, so we start heading down the hill we get to the bottom of the hill and we encounter these two guys who are getting ready to go up the trail. And I go, Hey, there's a bear up there. I don't think it's a good idea to go up. And they go, there's a bear. I was like, yep. 
There's a bear. That's what I said. And they go, uh, well, how big is it? I was like, hey, man, that would not be my follow-up question, but it's pretty big. It's a legit bear. They go, eh, we're going to chance it anyway. So they they headed up the hill. I've not read anything about two hippies getting eaten by a bear on the Rattlesnake Lodge trail. But uh, if anybody else read that, please send it my way. And if it happened last, hmm, I guess that was Friday, then uh, it was those two people. And uh, I warned them. They should not have done that. Second part of the trip, which I also think is somewhat interesting, is uh, for my daughter's birthday, younger daughter, Jameson, I bought her tickets to this Twice concert uh, at Truist Park in Atlanta. Um, it's a K-pop band. I don't get it. My daughters love K-pop. Um, I spent a significant amount of money on these two tickets. Uh, just to put it in perspective, Morgan Wallen is playing in Truist Park, I think in November. It's a rescheduled concert, I believe. Uh, these tickets were comparable in value to what people are paying to go to Morgan Wallen, uh, which I think is insane. So we get there on Saturday, we go to some K-pop store. It's called K-Pop USA, right off the 285 loop in Atlanta. Uh, I've, I've taken her there before, you know, whatever. Uh, there was a line out the door on Saturday afternoon. Like you had to get a number and they're only letting a certain amount of people in there. While outside, I engaged in a conversation with another dad uh, who was there with his kids. And, um, you know, look, it could be a lot worse. Like, the music, the majority of the music is not in English, which, whatever, they like it. So there are some very prominent K-pop bands, and you've probably heard some of the music before. But uh, I have the conversation with his dad, and talking about, hey, I don't really get it. And But we come to the conclusion, like, hey, this is, uh, this is something they like, and it could be a lot worse. They're not listening to music that is, uh, that there, there's not, there's no swearing in, in K-pop. It's basically run by the South Korean government. They're geniuses. They market it. I mean, my kids buy a ridiculous amount of stuff. They made bracelets. They traded them with people. Uh, we went early on Sunday so they could stand in line to get merch. The merch line, they had three merchandise tents around Truist Park, all with lines like of two to 300 people deep by 10 a.m. for a merch stand that is going to open at noon. One thing I did notice in this line is I kind of walked up and down and around the stadium. Uh, there are all different types of people going to K-pop. You've got younger kids. You've got different uh, backgrounds of kids. White, black, Hispanic, Asian. Uh, you've got adults. You've got uh, LGBTQ. I mean, it is like if you're trying to bring people together, then you need to follow the model of what K-pop music has done. Because, I mean, it was mind-blowing uh, the number of people and the different types of people that were in line to wait for hours to buy T-shirts, cards, CDs, light sticks. Every band has like a light stick. So, you know, it is what it is. Another thing, Truist Park, the battery in Atlanta is unbelievable. Like when Nashville builds this new football stadium, 
the model that it appears they're undertaking is something along the lines of the battery. That is going to be awesome. I mean, you've got condos, you've got retail shopping, you've got restaurants, bars, etc. The ballpark is beautiful. I've been to two baseball games there, including the opening game of the divisional series a year ago. My dad, huge Braves fan. Braves probably my third favorite team. Cubs, and then uh, in honor of my grandfather, the Cleveland Indians, now the Guardians. And I'll pull for the Braves. I don't mind the Braves. I watched a lot of Braves baseball uh, growing up on TBS because you only had two options. You can watch the Cubs, you can watch the Braves. I'd watch them both. Big baseball guy. Love it. Um, but it, it was it was kind of a crazy experience. Now, the downside to Truist Park is they are more clueless than First Bank Amphitheater in Franklin about how to get people in and out of there. The line, I mean, they had no plan. Like if you were exiting the battery, which means you paid probably 50 to a hundred dollars to park, then you were good. Now, full disclosure, I did not go to the concert, but trying to pick up the kids was an utter nightmare. Like the traffic patterns were off. No one was moving. The Cobb County police department, it kind of started raining and they just kind of faded into the background. There was a guy sitting uh, over by the Cumberland mall, uh, like right off the 285 exits that all he wanted to do was make sure the intersection would stay clear. He would go out and clear the intersection and then leave. He wasn't trying to direct traffic or anything. I mean, get a plan. That drives me insane. Incompetence drives me insane. And uh, that's probably the only complaint I can have about the battery. But K-pop, I don't get it. The kids love it. Sounds like a good time. But hope you enjoyed the story about the bear encounter. I will be back either tomorrow or Thursday with some political takes on some things and, and maybe some other things. But uh, like I said, appreciate you listening. Please go and give me a five-star review. If you're not going to give me a five-star review, just go do something else. Don't listen. I could care less. It's not going to affect my day in one way or the other. But uh, that's kind of where we're at. Hope you're having a great week. 20 days till teachers report back here in Williamson County, which is kind of a bummer. But uh, I'm going to make the most of these next 20 days because this summer so far has been a really good time. Thanks again for listening. Follow me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Threads. Trying to get that going. Don't know how that's going to work out. Going to talk about that later this week. And uh, stay safe and stay out of trouble. I wish to God that I could help her out. I wish I knew what she was talking about. I wish to God that I could get away. But I'm way too drunk to drive. Cross that river